the Trucking Podcast. And how about for the week of January 13th, 2020? And guess what we have for music tonight? And I will tell you why shortly. <laughs> the Castle Curator is upstairs because there are two minutes left in the Packer game where they are hopefully uh, polishing off the Seattle Seahawks. But it is a, I believe, five-point game with less than two minutes to go. So we want to make sure they win before we uh, gloat. But uh, hopefully gloat we will in just a minute or two, and she will be down. In the meantime, explaining to you all where the music is going is explaining where we are moving to. So I am going to swap chairs, and then we will uh, discuss what's going on there. Okay, for those of you who uh, don't catch the show live, yes, we do the show Sunday nights, 8.45 p.m. Central Time, Chicago time zone. Here's what's going on, and you've all heard me talk about some of this before in in, uh, previous episodes, things going on. We are moving the show, moving the feed, moving everything. What is happening is we are going to rebrand. We will now be uh, not just the trucking podcast. We will be trucking after hours. That is the new name of the show, and that is the new name of the podcast. Now, because we have the podcast feed in several varieties in several places, the easiest thing to do, and I want to separate the podcast from the website, it is a new, clean feed. That means you are going to have to subscribe to Podcasting After Hours to catch the show after about uh, three weeks from now. This show... And next week's show will go duplicate both in the new host for Podcasting After Hours and where the current show is for the Trucking Podcast. It'll be a duplicate show. The difference being this will be published in the morning for Trucking After Hours. The next one will not publish. uh, And I will publish both of these, I believe, just as soon as I can. The original Trucking Podcast feed, I will continue to publish those later in the week. But we will be discontinuing putting the feed in into the trucking podcast. Thus, the problem with the music. The music we use is licensed specifically for that trucking podcast feed through that media host where I put those files. So I can't carry that music over with me. I have to use what we have, and we haven't made a decision on what to do for podcast music for trucking after hours. But we have pretty much decided the show will remain just about the way it is now. We don't see a lot of changes other than I have just saved hours every week of some of the processes I go through. We've also saved a little bit of money in the process. The website, truckingpodcast.com, is going to remain for quite some time, but the new website, truckingafterhours.com, if you go look at it now, it's nothing but a countdown timer. I plan on launching that probably six to eight weeks out. But that is what is up again Go subscribe to Trucking After Hours, and this podcast episode we are doing right now will be in it, and everything we do from this point forward will be there. Uh, We are excited about the change. It just, it frees up so much stuff. Okay, the big news. Who gets to gloat, Seattle or Green Bay? Green Bay won, but Seattle can gloat a little (laughs) bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) We really should there. We bruised their knuckles with the sides of our heads. Oh, (laughs) pretty much about it it wasn't pretty we keep hearing this term out of aaron Rodgers, winning ugly well he said he if it it's, might be an ugly win and if they have to win ugly all the way to the super bowl that's fine 
but it's hard on the viewers. Oh, it is. It, it really is. Okay, now the other $64 question, where's Don? Uh, that's always a question. <laughs> Don and his uh, Castle Curator went to a hockey game in the Twin Cities, and they have not arrived home yet. We may hear from him by phone call, I would hope so, but uh, we do not know for sure. Yep. So finding out how he got into the penalty box might have to wait. He's in a penalty box now. <laughs> He's, this is the, twice he's been in a penalty box. Yes, today, yes. Oh, we, we'll have to write him a uh, sternly worded poor review on his job performance. Yeah, exactly. At, at the next review. There we go. You watch where that next check's going. <laughs> Real quick, one of the cool things before you came down, we were uh, now one of the things that I'm saving a whole ton of time on is editing. So, yeah, we we're just gonna stop editing <laughs> i like that this, I do too. this is so much freedom that i can focus on the things that i need to be doing i love editing i love putting together a fun show i just don't have time but we put together a fun show the way it is so i'm happy with that but uh one of the cool things with all of this move is i got a hold of uh my rep over at trucker's edge and, and told them what we were up to and what the plans were and this is a very well laid out plan of, of the move and what we're doing and building the new site and everything. And they are all in and that's exciting. So uh, thank you, Trucker's Edge for uh, being, they have been with us. Oh, wow. We've been here over three years, right? In Green Bay. Yeah. Three, yeah. Almost three and a half. So we have probably had Trucker's Edge around for four years. They have been, because we started with, with Trucker's Edge in Rice Lake. Did you? Yes, we did. Okay. Yes, we did. We started with them back in Rice Lake, and, and that, that was real early on, but uh, they've always been there, and uh, it, it's been a, a great relationship, and that relationship will continue through both sites. So that is cool. Uh, feedback will still be feedback at truckingpodcast.com, and that is exciting. I'm playing around with a lot of new fun things, possibly ways to bring a phone call or two in now and then, if you people were interested in being able to do that, and that is not very hard to do. One of the things I was just discussing was the problem with the music. Our music is licensed through Spreaker, and we're not going to be using Spreaker anymore, so I can't use that music. So we have a few options of a duck quack. And you know what? We're still going to make fun of Kevin Rutherford. Kevin Rutherford? Yes, yeah, Kevin Rutherford. Volumes are a little off there, but we'll get there. <laughs> just a little as everybody's going, whoa, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have tonight? We have a, a lawsuit from a Wyoming trooper. Uh, we're going to point and laugh at the government for the Drug Clearinghouse website. There's a lot to unpack in, in a story of uh, independent truckers not being classified as employees in California. A federal judge got involved in that. I think we're just going to do this week in beer anyway. I actually had two of them in the sh two of them in the show. So two we beers. Yeah, you that, usually don't have beers. That too. I okay. wish I would have I brought one of my fake beers down, but I didn't. I brought sparkling water and it blew up on the floor coming in when Is I Is that what it. that was? Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> I know you moved a litter box out and I was afraid the cat got down. I wasn't sure what went on. No, that was, that was, <laughs> that was uh, Ice Mountain sparkling water. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and we have a, a great way of taxing more beer for beer drinkers to pay for what beer drinkers are doing. That, that's kind of a funny story. And our big rolling turd is not the car. It is the event. But I think that will be funny. The Castle Creator found that one, so that was cool. Now, before we get carried away, I have to answer Nick. Uh, yes, it was, a good, it was a good game, Nick. But uh, I will say you're, you're Seahawks. You've got a heck of a quarterback. And 
I wasn't a little bit nervous. I was really nervous. That I don't like the Packers coming out and looking like they know what they're doing. They're horrible at that. They're much better if they come out looking like crazy boys out on the field. And then on the fourth quarter, if they don't let the other team get too far ahead, then they decide they'll play football. Now, I was upstairs. That game had less than two minutes to go, and it was like, I've got to go down and hit the start button. I've got all the show notes written and everything. <laughs> so I, I was ready, and it's like, okay, the castle curator was more than willing to come down with me and start the show, but it would not have been a happy castle curator. And I would want to know what happened on the game. Well, I would have been sitting here watching it on my phone, so it's okay. <laughs> so I told her, you watch the end, I'll get the show started, and, and off we will go. Had I known Rogers was just going to take the knee from then on out, because in all reality, why not? You can well, that's what turned me off on football when we moved here was all that taking a knee crap, oh, you know? Not that time. <laughs> this is at the end of the game. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> oh. With that, what do you say we... Oh, something intelligent. We, we do have this from Don. So it's not even a, a scientific data package of here's what it takes to idle a vehicle. <laughs> How much fun can we have at his expense while he's gone? <laughs> and, and I hope the new audio system through the new uh, web host will level that out. I do believe it will. Yeah, it was pretty loud. And, you so. know, I paid 11 bucks a month for this service that makes our audio files sound really good. Now it's in the service that I'm not paying for. <laughs> it's really cool. I am so pleased. Uh, we'll see how it all goes. It could turn out to be a train wreck, but what the heck. I did explain to everybody you need to go subscribe to Podcasting After Hours because two more weeks of the trucking podcast, and that's all that will be there. Enough of that. Wyoming Trooper. This is kind of an interesting story. The interesting thing in this is it just settled. This is a Wisconsin State Trooper, and we got this out of- I thought it was Wyoming. Wyoming. Why did I say Wisconsin? I don't know. Wyoming State Trooper. We got this out of- um, (laughs) Powell Tribune in Wyoming, I believe, a lawsuit filed by former Wyoming Highway Patrol trooper Rodney Mayers against Cisco Montana, Cisco Foods, uh, from a 2015 crash resulted in a confidential settlement last month. Uh, The driver of the truck never saw the patrol car, not just any car, a patrol car, a cop car, said he was distracted. He pretty much hit him head on the patrol car was going 54 miles an hour when the truck turned right in front of him. And there's some interesting pieces in this. Uh, the patrolman, Rodney Mears, is it Mears? How would you pronounce that? M-I-E-A-R-S, Mears. Well, that's what it is now. <laughs> he finally sued in the federal court. The interesting thing is this has been going on for over four years, and now he settles. Not now he settles. Now the, the Cisco attorneys finally settled. His biggest claim in his federal lawsuit, and this was the interesting thing, and I'm going to read right out of this. The crash occurred on June 15th in front of a Yellowstone Valley Inn about 19 miles west of Cody on U.S. Highway 14-16-20 because (laughs) we all know how U.S. highways go. We're truckers. Especially in Wyoming. Yeah, really. One of uh, Cisco Montana's newly trained truck drivers uh, James Freed attempted to make a left-hand turn into the inn's parking lot, but failed to see Mears approaching from the west. He cut in front of Mears, whose patrol car slammed into the food truck at a speed of around 54, according to crash reconstruction. He suffered injuries to his back and spine that ultimately forced him to take a medical retirement from the agency. The actual federal case is a year old, but again, this happened in 2015. 
He sued for, and, and I want to read this to you a little bit, and then we'll break down what's in, what I think is interesting in this. Um, unspecified amount of damages, permanent loss of enjoyment of life, emotional distress, debilitating, debilitating pains, and other impacts from the crash. He did not name the driver as a defendant. He named Cisco Montana. They admitted in court documents the crash was the result of the driver's negligence, and they were vicariously liable for their employees' actions. However, the billings-based arm of the National Food Distribution Company uh, disputed that it had itself been negligent. They denied, uh, they denied it was the cause of the accident or that it violated safe driving practices. Well, hitting a cop car head-on at 54 miles an hour is kind of violating safe practices. Here is the interesting part of this. This guy was hired with them in January, went through two months of training before he was hired and hopefully put with a co-driver for a while, but he had less than six months of experience. And the point of the lawsuit was the company's corporate culture of urgency. The driver, even in his testifying in the case, Yes, I was wrong. I did not see him. I was so busy looking everywhere else and trying to figure out how to get into this parking lot, and I didn't see him, and I turned in front of him. But he also testified to the sense of urgency the company puts on their drivers to make those stops, get in and out quick, and move on to the next stop. They had also just increased his route. So it was really the company's sense of urgency that they're putting on the drivers, I think, that it caused the company to realize we're going to lose. We're going to lose big. Let's settle. We don't need any more mega lawsuits. <laughs> Mishaps and mistakes. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he arrived to work June 15th to learn that his route had abruptly been expanded to his frustration. That meant he'd have to stay in the area overnight. So he ended up, those guys get hotel rooms overnight. Uh, he also wound up being slowed down by a couple of mishaps. Now, this tells you the guy was new. Uh, the stack of his truck got stuck on an awning at an America Inn and two pallets fell over at a Dairy Queen. You know, those grocery, <laughs> those grocery haulers. You know, these guys are doing the... I don't you know, mean to laugh because it's oh, a I, serious I, accident. It, it is serious. And, and thank God that trooper is still alive. Yes. And, and thank God this guy is not being criminally liable for a, a negligent homicide, which is what it would have been. You know, the pressure on new drivers. And it is that way in a lot of the over-the-road companies. Well, the computer says you can get there at 8.15. Why weren't you there at 8.15? We've all put up with that crap. So it's an interesting suit, and it's an interesting settlement. And uh, I think more and more after these big mega suits, we're going to see settlements that are probably a little bigger settlements than they used to be. And that's going to be part of how the insurance companies handle rising insurance rates and mega settlements and, or mega judgments in the years to come so o'brien's saying work is making him enjoy life less can he sue <laughs> uh, yeah, boy i wish you could <laughs> there wouldn't be enough courts to handle all the looks <laughs> uh, you know i read an article this week and, and it was about and I, I should have put it in the show notes i was reading it yesterday it was about a, a lady who was a actress who has since left acting and owned 14 trucks in her own trucking company, and she sold it all and parked it all this year and said, you know, when I started doing this, it was fun, and between the pressure from the brokers on what time you have to be there, and then you spend half the day, you know, basically resting while they're dinking around not unloading your truck, and then the government says you have to take a 10-hour break, and 
nobody has a clue what you're doing. It just, all the fun is gone and all of the ability to make money is, is limited. And she sold everything. And it, it's, I get it. I love oh, yeah. the road. And I, I, somebody asked me this week, you keep saying you'd go back on your terms. What are your terms? Not this. That's all I can tell you. Not this. <laughs> I've got a good gig and I'm not going to mess it up. Wait a minute, though. Here Now, Brian's saying, how can you not have a sense of urgency, though? Can't have a mindset of, eh, get it there when you do or don't. We don't care. And no, you can't. That's true. There's a fine line between I'm going to do what I need to do to get the job done safely and the, the corporation pushing for that and somebody who doesn't get the job done. And, and I can watch that where I work. You'll have three guys doing their job. Things get busy. And for some reason, you lose one guy for a couple of hours. You know, when the other two just start busting their ass to get it done, things get hurt. And I come home with a very painful knee. What are you doing? Nothing. Just go talk. <laughs> I didn't. I'll tell you about Oh, okay. Later. No big deal. But a company to... UPS would be a prime example. They actually follow their drivers around. Not every driver every time, but they actually review every driver. Time, how long it takes from when the truck stops till he's got the package and out the door. And, you know, it's a matter of seconds, and that's expected of you. How long you spend in each stop. And... and Try and get a UPS driver to stop and BS with you, especially if you're in a big city. You don't. That being said, they do have a union to do a few crazy things to keep them safe. UPS trucks rarely make left turns. They'll make three right turns before they make one left turn. And then that is by design. Some of these food companies, though, when you figure what these guys are hauling in, it's a whole lot bigger than the UPS package. Um, I, I, I feel for that kid. You know, his... His trucking career is over. They fired him shortly after the incident. That said several months. Yeah. And, you know, you never know what else came into play. But, you know, what a, what a crappy thing to have happen to a newbie. The drug clear... Let's see, what's next year? Yeah, the drug clearinghouse. So here we... The drug clearinghouse. I love that. This the, is going to be on the drug, I couldn't find it. The drug screen clearinghouse. That was... Well, and I don't even need to look at the notes on that. That was the government's big uh, website that... All of the drug screens, when somebody fills a drug screen, it will be in this clearinghouse. So if I fl flunk the drug screen, I can go in 60 days and take another drug screen and go to a different company, and they'll never know about the first company. And the whole point is to filter out the people who have been caught using illegal substances and keep them from getting back in a truck without following a proper protocol. And there is a proper protocol. There is a, a time lapse and a rehab where they can go back to work. So they have the big clearinghouse. Here's the problem is now you can't hire somebody without running them through the clearinghouse. You as a driver, I believe if I understand this right, you have the option. You can register with the clearinghouse to grant, to grant access to the information from another company, which expedites the procedure. And since everybody's always job hopping every, anyway, they're all trying to get registered there. Or you can just give the company you're applying to permission to check. I believe you can do that, too, and they do all the work. Let them do all the work. Uh, but it's useless when the website is crashed and down. And apparently it has been crashing and down since it went up. So uh, I, I think that's kind of interesting that it is still a problem. You remember uh, Obamacare? I try and forget it. <laughs> when that website went out. How, I mean, how oh, it, yeah. Yeah, here we go again. Uh, what did we talk about two weeks ago? That was... 
Oh, the new driver training, federal driver training that that got kicked down the can. You know, they kicked that down the road two years because they don't have a website for it. They don't have a, a database to collect all that stuff. So kind of funny when the government decides to collect a database of anything. Uh, access seems to be an issue. <laughs> Brian said, this is the website that's going to work. And this is all in capital letters. So we know the other ones haven't, but this one is different. Have to love the government. How much taxpayer money did they spend on putting all this together? Yeah, that's hilarious. He's dead right. Yep. Absolutely right. As long as we're on silly things the government has done. Independent truckers. Now, we know California. What did they call that bill? They passed the bill in California that basically, have you ever heard of the gig economy? No. The gig economy would be, well, Kate would be a prime example. She does some transcription work, logs on, sees what's there. She does it strictly as a 1099 on her own terms. And what is that? Um, I'm trying to think of the website that she's. Rev. Rev. So she's doing that for Rev. And like one was some old man who wrote his memoirs and, and uh, she's transcribing that and putting it in paper. Um, it, it might be subtitles for a TV show. It, it can be a number of things, whatever is there. Some people send their podcasts to Rev and get transcripts of their podcasts written up. A friend of mine does that. So there's lots of things to do there, but that is, I don't know if she gets paid by the word or the page or by something, but she gets piecework. When I had the computer, uh, the, the programming problems with the website a couple of years ago, I hired the guy in Montana. There's people who make a full-time living doing piecework, be it online, be it driving an Uber truck, be it a mobile mechanic, whatever. And they call that mainly the online aspect of it. They call it the gig economy. You work as a marketing consultant online. And I belong to an a entrepreneur, an RV entrepreneur. And these are people who travel all over the country because their job is independent. It's all online. And most of them are completely self-employed. California hates that. So they passed this draconian law that pretty much knocks um, not just independent truckers, freelance journalists. They don't like freelance journalists. You cannot be a freelance journalist in California. You have to be an employee. So now the newspapers can't, I, I guess they can't use the freelance work that is available to them, which I'm sorry, there's, <laughs> that's your only hope of any decent journalism because the newspapers are garbage. So a federal judge has thrown out the, um, the ruling against independent truck drivers. You had a, a culture for a while where the bigger companies were saying, okay, if, if you're an owner operator in California, you either need to cancel your contract, we'll let you out of your lease, or you need to leave the state and do 51% of your miles somewhere else other than California, and we will get you those miles. And a federal judge said, no, you can't do that. And a lot of that's because of the way the transportation bills are then laws are written, but uh, he wouldn't do it for Uber or Lyft or the freelance journalists or anybody else. Nobody gets to be an independent contractor in California. <laughs> I mean, who thought of that crap and why? Oh, please tell me you're not waiting I, for an I, answer. I am me. waiting for an you're answer. Somebody give me, me any good reason on why they did that. What do you say? Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a government rant show. Okay, the New York beer tax. I think it's funny, actually, in a way. The, I mean, they tax wine extra. 
Yeah. So why not beer? Oh, okay. Here's where I'm going with this. Obviously, the story is New York is considering what, like doubling the beer tax to pay for colleges. I mean, how much can beer tax be? But they've, you know, I don't know. I think it's fair. If they're doing it for wine, do it for beer because they have a lot of craft breweries. Well, yeah, but they all pay the same beer tax anyway. The I, I see irony in, in taxing oh, yes. beer. If you're going to tax beer to help pay for colleges, aren't you making the college students pay the tax? To Why don't you just raise their tuition because they're the ones who pay half the beer tax anyway? Well, because pretty soon we could have a new election and they won't have to pay any tuition. Or they got to get their money one way or the other. Leave the state. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I think both um, New York and California are looking at losing a congressional district this time. We can hope. Yeah, <laughs> we can only hope. The last, well, one of the seats California gained a few years ago came out of where we live, Rice Lake. We were redistricted. What's going on on Facebook? Brian's been busy with us. It's fun. Earlier, he was saying the AB5 is the bill. Yeah, AB5. They were saying probably more payroll taxes from the employers. But this, I like, tax the kids drinking the beer to pay for their college. He thinks it's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just see irony in that concept. Wait a minute. We are going to tax what the college kids are drinking in order to pay for their college. I think it's fine. Either, either way, mom and dad are sending more money. Yep. And I believe they are loose enough with how they distribute student loan money that some of that could be spent on beer, could it not? I'm, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I think the girls got... I don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> certain things we don't want to know. It's out of, you know, I don't care what they do now. All of our kids are grown up away out of... They're, we're not paying for college anymore, and they can do what they want. There we so go. whatever they choose. Hey, let's get to some fun. And we'll say hi to Scott. He's in Appleton saying hello. Hey, Scott, you're right down the road from us there. Good to hear from you. Should be a lot of traffic headed your way shortly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay off the road. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I do have to give Green Bay credit. When the football game is over, this is not a big town. No. And when, and I was I work five blocks away from Lambeau, so watching all of the – um, jumbotron and the fireworks and everything the night before the game because I got off work at six and and the coverage started at what five thirty I think so yeah they they just scored their first touchdown as I was uh, leaving yeah. work going to the car but Green Bay when all of those cars are leaving the city after the game they just have flashing yellow lights they just get to drive the the point is just get them the hell out of Dodge they actually <laughs> block off a lot of roads. Yeah. We cannot cross the road because we would take um, Lombardi Drive to get to the quick trip where we fuel our vehicles. We can't get across there. They block it off during the entire game. There, we have a shortcut to go around it or yeah, not necessarily a shortcut. The problem is when you leave where I work and you go Lombardi Drive, the only reason you would go off Lombardi Drive is to go to quick trip. So everybody knows you're off the quick trip. So me being a little more tactical than that, take the back roads and nobody's quite sure where I went. They just saw me you know, head <laughs> off towards one of our drop lots. Who knows? I could actually be working. Probably not, but I could be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they actually close off a lot of streets and uh, the goal is get them to the freeways. Yes. But uh, I think we saw this too when we went to the Billy Joel concert. 
Oh, they did. They did the same thing after Billy Joel. You know what's cool, though, if you live close to Lambo is on game night or concert night <laughs> or whatever the case may be, only rednecks and people who live by Lambo park vehicles on their front lawn. The difference being, if you can fit 10 vehicles on your front lawn, you can probably get 10 bucks a piece for it. Oh, it's 20. Was it you can yeah. get 20. So there you go. 200 bucks. You, you can rake out those bumps and run a roller over the <laughs> next morning. No big deal. Put the petunias in a pot, Mabel. We're moving it this year. <laughs> football people. Yeah, it's always funny to see all of the, all how creative you can get getting cars into your driveway yes. for a for a game at they Lambo. Get the, they shovel the snow. I was reading off their yards. What were these guys' names? In now, I'm sure this story came out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. These are guys who are part of General Motors Corvette design team, are they not? <laughs> let's let's talk who these people are first. We're talking about the 2020 Chevy C8 Corvette. And I got to tell you what, I've talked to a few um, old 25 to 35-year-olds who, you know, you think of the Corvette enthusiast as more our age. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, the mid-engine Corvette has got the eye of, millennials big time and that is neat to see I, I get the reason they did it and uh it, it works but you have let's see two let's see i'm trying to find the name of these guys there's a police officer well, we don't need their names so. well i don't I, I guess i was looking for what they did they decided to go what one of them was going 120 <laughs> and the other one was going uh 100 100 in a 45 mile an hour zone and they both got caught a third guy got caught. Well, you know, when you're that far over the 45 mile an hour speed limit, you leave the scene in handcuffs. So <laughs> well, the, the, the crazy thing is they weren't their cars. They were, they were just uh, GM cars, weren't they? They were GM cars. Yeah. They, they're employees or were employees. <laughs> I, I don't know how they got their hands on them, but they were racing them. Reckless driving and racing motor vehicles on a public road. I love it. <laughs> on Lover's Lane in Bowling Green. <laughs> <laughs> For exceeding uh, the speed limit by more than 26 is all it says. Uh, just how much higher than 26? 71 miles per hour over 26, one of them. That is just hilarious. And then uh, there was a third one that uh, I don't know if he was even arrested. There were there are three people involved that all uh, had some trouble over it. But yeah, yeah, I work for GM. I'm going to go see if I can do 120 and a 45 in a new C8. I think it's kind of interesting. Do you realize that's where the Corvette Museum is? In Bowling Green? Yeah, that's I, I've driven by it a hundred times and never been in. But the museum is right across the freeway. Okay. And it, it was actually, we thought about getting there this summer and it just... We had too much to squeeze into one vacation and a limited amount of funds. And so we, we never made it that far, but we made it to Indiana and then came back and camped in Wisconsin. But uh, that Corvette Museum has been on my bucket list for a long time. I was just curious how the guys, if, if anything was said, how they got the cars. I'm going to have to see if I can find this on Autoline After Hours. They'd be the guys with the great coverage of it. And it's the interesting thing, there was a third Corvette in the area, but not involved with the racing. I don't know. It's just there, really there's suspicious. something up to this story. Yeah, there's 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 some things to sniff out there, no doubt about it. 
but no, it, it's kind of interesting. It's a, I, in fact, one of the guys I was talking to this week, and <laughs> I want to have him on the show sometime next month. He's building some electric bicycles. <laughs> um, an electric bicycle with the capability of over 300 foot-pounds of torque on a bicycle. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brian apparently knows, says uh, they were engineers on the project. He also says that's something I would have gotten in trouble for also. You know, I'd like to think I might have had the sense to not do it that <laughs> close to town in a 45-mile-an-hour zone, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I bought a little, and, and this was, um, oh, we're, we're going back many, many years ago, a little Triumph GT6. I really wanted a, a little convertible sports car. And it, this was before you, and I realized um, this guy in a convertible sports car might kill myself. So let's look at some alternatives. And I, I found two that I liked that were still sports car uh, reminiscent of that style that I wanted. And one was an MGB GT, which is like an MGB convertible, but a fastback. But it had a little uh, dual side draft four cylinder engine. The other alternative was a Triumph gt6 which looks like a triumph spitfire fastback hardtop it has the same front end appearance as a spitfire it is a little bit longer but it has a six-cylinder dual side draft carburetor engine and i found the gt6 and i had a blast with that car uh, learned a few crazy things about british brake systems as opposed to the u.s brake systems because i got a really good deal on it because uh it needed brakes and it needed a clutch. It ran, but uh, you couldn't engage the clutch and you couldn't stop it. So I nursed it home without, with, well, I actually started it in first gear and dry shifted it and got it home. And I completely rebuilt all of the brakes, master cylinder, wheel cylinders, both the slave and the master cylinder on the clutch. Everything is going good. Had it all working and it took about three days for nothing to work again. <laughs> It's like, what the heck? Everything is gone in, in just two or three days. It is gone. And I went back down to uh, where I had ordered all the parts. And I told him what happened. And he says, well, what did you put in it for brake fluid? And I think the standard at the time was, what, dot four or whatever it was. <laughs> and I said, that's what I put in it. And he said, well, that's for U.S. cars. They use neoprene. This is British cars. Those things are using rubber. And you use a different brake fluid. So I had to take them all apart. This time I didn't have to rebuild everything. I just had to change every seal in, uh, you know, four wheel cylinders, a master cylinder, a slave cylinder, <laughs> the other master cylinder. <laughs> Lesson learned. It cost me like 35, 40 bucks and, and another weekend's work taking it all apart again. But that car was a blast. That was a shiny object. Well, I was going to say, and that was before me, so you had weekends to do things. So. Well, actually, I had uh, when, uh, <laughs> Wednesday nights and Saturday nights because I was working in a bakery at the time. Yeah, that was that was when we were closed. Anyway, that was, a, yeah, working a night shift. I get off work one night, and I'd put the car in the paper, and, and I sold it. I'd bought something else. I sold the car, and I had somebody coming to pick it up the next morning. They looked at it. We were going to meet, uh, get a check, all that good stuff, trade the title yada yada it's 3 30 in the morning when i get off work so it's 3 45 i'm out in clackamas oregon living in milwaukee so i go down highway 217 which is a freeway and i watched in front of me like four state troopers come out of a little restaurant 
and they were all in front of me, and they all turned right and got on the freeway. And then there were two cars behind me that also turned right and got on the freeway. So as soon as I went over the freeway heading north, I stepped on it. And I stepped on it hard, knowing this car is going away, ran it through the gears, had a blast. And uh, I was clocked at 91 when the car that was still behind me with no lights on whatsoever turned everything on <laughs> oh, and he pulled no. me over. And it's like, and this was back when the, we had national 55 mile an hour speed limit then. The speed limits had not gone up anywhere. It was 55 all over the country. So uh, he stopped and he actually had me get out of the car. And I told him, I said, you know, I just got off work at Fred Meyer Bakery. I'm delivering the car in the morning and I'm just wanted to play with it one more time before it goes away. And he says, well, in all honesty, we set you up because we saw you go by and we figured you were a drunk leaving the bar. <laughs> and you know, I get out and I'm dressed in white and I'm, you know, I look like Stay Puff with all the white flower and stuff everywhere. And obviously I was not a drunk leaving the bar. Now, had he caught me on the night off, I would have been a drunk leaving the bar at 3.30 in the morning or probably Denny's going home to puke up some pancakes. Uh, and he was nice. He wrote me up for doing, I think, 64 in a 55. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, when I was doing 91. Yeah. <laughs> and all I could tell him was, well, I'm glad you turned on your lights when you did, because I was going to see if this thing would break 100. And I already knew it would. But, uh, but that car was fun. Those little four-cylinder, well, like your little Corolla. When we when we yeah. got married, you had, what year was that, a 78, 79? I want to say 79, I think. Yeah, one of the two. And you know, those little cars, you go, you go 75 miles an hour and you feel like you're going 105 because they're little. They're just, they're just fun yeah. to drive. Yeah. That's why that little uh, Suzuki, what was that, Swift? Yeah. That uh, we, we were talking about last week. And he sent me some pictures of the turbo and stuff that he's got ready to go into that. So I'm excited to hear more on that. What do you say with that? We roll this thing out and call it a show. Whatever you say, boss. Don will be back, we sure hope, next week. Uh, if not, I'll put out a job application uh, for a new co-host. <laughs> nah, he, he should be back next week and all will be right with the world. Go and subscribe to Trucking After Hours. Uh, it's, I'll tell you where it is not. It is not an iHeartRadio. That one's going to take some time. It is not in Spreaker. That may take some time, too, but they will get there. Everywhere else, it should be. It, it's in Spotify. It's in iTunes. It's in uh, – I, I get lists every day of the new three or four places that's showing up. Find it. Subscribe to it. That is where we will be. We will make some decisions with music and things uh, shortly, but the next two weeks, we just have to get through two weeks of shows and uh, get as many people switched over as we do, and I think all will be well. With that, uh, hey, and like I say, truckingpodcast.com is still there. Feedback at truckingpodcast.com. We will uh, try and get some information on how we want to work a phone call or two, because I think that would be fun. That'd be fun. It would be. As long as you're not driving. Oh, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> about Sunday night when we're doing the show. No, I'm yeah, yeah. not talking about you and me driving. Well, if they're on Bluetooth, they're, they're grown-ups. They can, they can talk and drive. They do it all day long anyway. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That I'm not worried about, as long as you're not taking notes. I'd rather have you do that than send a text. So, yeah, we're looking good. Oh, for when you want to co-host, Brian's, Brian's waving his hands here. Pick me, pick me. Hey, Brian, uh, he, yes. He wants to know if it'll be available in Stitcher. It will be available in, in Stitcher. Here's what's going on is 
where I'm hosting the files now, they do all of the distribution. Some of these places, they don't realize that this is a podcast with a following that is moving. They just see it as a new podcast. And all I have in there right now is two placeholders. And then this show. Um, Stitcher is one of those that wants to see some shows out before they approve the new show. That is why we're going to duplicate a couple of shows and then submit to Stitcher. iHeartRadio, because actually where I'm hosting now is owned by Spotify. So they can't submit to iHeartRadio. I can submit to iHeartRadio. Both of those I will do in a couple of weeks. But right now it is not in Stitcher. Those two will be the, probably the – it will be there, absolutely. But those two will probably be two weeks all going and submit Stitcher myself and I'll go in and submit iHeartRadio myself. And I may move a few back issues, but I need to edit those shows to get the music out of them because the licensing is for that host and that host only. I think I can duplicate that in better music, but it's minimum 150 bucks a year. I don't think music is all that critical. And I know, and, and especially when it's coming out of, uh, you know, it's not even domestic music. <laughs> we have fun with it, but. Uh, I'll get my kazoo out and charge you less. How's that? Oh, there we go. <laughs> A ukulele. There we go. Oh, no, I don't play the ukulele. <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> We've been watching too many episodes of. Uh, Last Man Last Standing. Man Standing. Oh, I love that show. Well, I mean, between him and uh, Jay Leno. Oh, yeah. They're a great pair together. Yep. What do you say we uh, back this thing out and uh, put her in the wind? And we will. You know what? Let's end <laughs> with this. <laughs> oh, what a day, Buck. What a day. Hey, um, I had a question about uh, some stuff you had on your page uh, about how you did some of your stuff. I've been listening to your show. It's really been pretty good. And the kids are, I mean, they're just really excited about the show. Wow, Dad. I mean, they're so excited. It's just like every time I say, Ux on the show, they say, No way, Dad. And then I say, Yeah, I mean, he's really cool. I mean, he's just this, the way it is. It's just really. Really, Dad? Really. So anyway, Buck, uh, good show, and uh, we'll talk to you later. See you, bye. <laughs> You know, if you all want to contribute something like that, just put an audio file on your phone, email it to me. I will use them on the show. Michael did that one, oh my gosh, years ago, and we're still having fun with it. So with that, we will see you all next week. I may put something out during the week. We'll see what goes on. Uh, drive safe. God bless, and we will talk to you very soon. All righty. Good night.